And welcome back to another episode of the one, the only, the official fan club dedicated to effects pedals. I'm Justin. I'm Vince. And if you love effects pedals and uh, share a passion for them, you are absolutely in the right place. One thousand percent. Yeah. So, Vince, we got to catch up. It's been two weeks. Um, we missed yeah. last week. I've been crazy busy. I was on a job. Um, well, you were traveling last week, right? Uh, yeah, I had, well, yeah, I guess I was traveling and then I was, uh, DP director of photography, if nobody knows what that is. So it doesn't sound weird, uh, <laughs> on a, on a commercial up here in Colorado where the leaves were changing. So it kind of came up last minute and uh, anyways, I had to jump on that and it was beautiful. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's where I was at Vince. Did yeah. you travel? I, yeah, I was traveling the week before that's right. I was gone. And then, um, on the weekend I ended up going to. I was like, I, I wouldn't even consider myself in town for the weekend. I was like at home, but uh, Sheena and I were driving places on both like Saturday and Sunday. So we were just gone all day, the whole weekend. And then, yeah, it was just, and then you were gone and it was just, there was a lot going on between our worlds. A lot going on. Yeah. And we're also uh, going to introduce remote podcast here shortly. That's what Vince and I were just talking about. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of builders we've got lined up, super excited about it. So stay tuned for that. Um, maybe they'll explain how transistors and things like that. <laughs> I, I'm actually really excited to talk to a lot of them. Cause uh, I mean, I love watching, I mean, builders talk about that stuff because they're, they, they know so much about it and what, you know, the components do. And then they're usually excited about it, which makes me excited. Cause like hearing someone talk about something that they're excited about is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. If, if somebody's get just lit, lit up about it and, yeah. and it, you know, that's, I, I guess that's actually what the official uh, effects pedal fan club podcast is all about. Just yeah. percent stoked on pedals. Speaking of, uh, which, um, I just, I had dinner a couple nights ago after this job, uh, with a buddy of mine who is like a synth synth guy. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Scott bachelor, super synth guy. Um, super great guy, super funny, super nice. Um, he's actually writing a song for my reel right now. He's like composing the music for it. Love to have him on. Cause he is, he has, uh, in his house, what he self-describes as the synth palace. <laughs> okay. So he is not, he is, um, not shy of uh, effects, modular effects. So that'll be fun to get him on. But what's interesting about Kevin Scott Batchelor was um, we were talking about sleep patterns, right? Yeah. And he's like, every night when I need to sleep, I just turn on this YouTube channel of this uh, gentleman, a luthier that just repairs guitars. Really? Yeah. He's like the Bob Ross of guitar repair. <laughs> okay. And so like, oh, we're going to go here. We're going to go ahead and file these frets and we're going to maybe tighten up the truss rod. I mean, could you imagine just checking out to that, how great it would be. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that's not the case for this podcast, but maybe it is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for some, a lot to catch up on here, Vince, as we were just, we were just jamming, um, before we got on here and we picked up the club, picked up a copy of the, uh, way huge Atreides. Yeah. That is new for the clubhouse. That was a random find. I went to get coffee and donuts one morning. There was a pawn shop across the street. I went in thinking, 
no way there's going to be anything cool in this place. It's just going to be uh, drills, a lot of tools and guns. <laughs> yeah. But they had a picture of a Les Paul like on the window. I was like, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> the days of finding 59 Les Pauls in pawn shops are over, people. But we did find a way to use your tradies, worked out a stellar deal on it. And uh, we were just jamming it. And that's something that's that you know we tried. I think we were talking about maybe in the last podcast or the episode before. It is a cool pedal. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So again, but you can't tame it. It's untamable. Oh yeah. yeah. You just unleash it. <laughs> um, so let's get into it, Vince. We're let's let everybody know what we're going to do. We're going to catch up here a little bit about our personal tone quests. And then we've got, um, some pedals that I'm pretty stoked on Vince and we'll see if you have one that you're stoked on. Um, one that I just recently discovered that I think is really cool. We're going to do a deep dive into the J Mascus signature big muff. And Vince has had that on his board. He's going to take the, take the lead on that and tell us how he's been using it. Cause he was just jamming it and it sounded incredible. Actually, he was just jamming it while um i was looking for a mouse my cat's been bringing in mice a couple times a day into the house and so apparently there's a live one running around somewhere and uh we'll see how that plays out <laughs> and then we'll just jump into the news a little bit but um vince what where are you at tone wise what are we looking at anything change oh, uh i mean other than the big muff yeah i mean that's a the big change is the big muff going on the board in place well I would say in place of the contraband, the Walrus Audio contraband, but I have actually have the Big Muff after my Tube Screamer. Which I thought the, it was before your Tube Screamer. No, the contraband was before. Okay. And when I put the Big Muff on, so I go, you know, guitar and then Tube Screamer, Big Muff. Okay. And uh, I just, for whatever reason, I love the, you know, um, I, the oversaturated sound. And it's, I, the Big Muff already is such a big like heavy sound it sounded real heavy just yeah now. um and so it's a lot of fun to play and so that's like the, that's probably the biggest thing in my world right now um on top of uh i think for my other tone quest because now that my i my i have so many drive pedals as compared to my modulation pedals and things of that nature that i've been looking into some uh other modulation pedals a couple uh phasers Oh, really? Um, what yeah. are you looking at? Uh, well, we talked about it a, a while ago, but there's that um, pedal company in Maine, Farm Pedals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is the dude runs a farm during farming season. And then in the winter when they're not farming, he, his, him and his family build guitar pedals. I love that. And it's so rad because, and we talked about this last episode, that that actually lines up with my uh, hobby budget that's right yeah so like f when farm pedals is building pedals that's when i'm buying pedals in, yeah, yeah. in the winter <laughs> that's right <laughs> when you don't go outside so um but he's got a really cool phaser um that i uh have been looking at and it just looks super rad um i don't really know much about it like what kind of drew me to it was like his pedals are very simple they're um basically just a single color with just a stamp type picture on it. It doesn't have any words or anything like that. Um, but it's like a purple petal with mushrooms on it. And so it just looks so rad. All that tracks. Yeah. For yeah. A phaser. That just and, tracks. Yeah. Um, and so, it, do you have any controls on it? Like, are we a single knob? Cause like a lot of like the, no, I so I think stuff. it's a dual knob phaser. Sweet. I think. So uh, like, so, like so a rate and depth or something. Yeah. Something Copy. like that. And, um, I'm really bummed. I don't remember exactly what the guy told me, but it has, like for that phaser has something special to it that isn't on a typical phaser. Um, and magic I don't remember mushrooms. Vince. It could be magic mushrooms, <laughs> but, uh, cause that was the, um, that guitar shop that I went to in Philly. 
Oh yeah, that when was you're super on a field rad. trip, right? Yeah, when I was on. That's you. Just, that's how you discovered him. That's how I discovered him because I was like, "Yo, what are these?" And he's like, "Yo, that's just a guy that lives right up here in Maine and makes pedals." Um, this farmer up the street. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, because when the fields go fallow, yeah. well, he starts building pedals. Yeah. Well, and Fuzz Rocious is up that way too. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, okay. Because they had a bunch of Fuzz Rocious pedals in there, and I'd only seen those on Reverb and yeah. thought that was really cool because it's just a guy and his wife. He builds pedals and she does the graphics for them, and they that. sell pedals, and it's so cool. And I was like, oh, you guys carry Fuzz Rocious? He goes, yeah, they just live like across the river. And I was like, oh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had no idea. Um, but yeah, so I'm on like a, a journey of kind of checking out some phasers. Um, I want to look at, a, I mean, the Blue Hippo is always on the watch list um, for a chorus, like the way huge. Um, and I may, I might end up getting the smallest version of that because it's available because it's so hard to find the original one. Mm-hmm. And those are, I think the last one I saw was like 500 bucks. Like they're, they're up there. Premium. They're, yeah. They're Premium not up there price. anymore. Uh so yeah, that's kind of where my journey is looking at, uh, yeah, some yeah. sort of modulation. That's awesome. I was, Pretty. um, recently turned on to, so, you know, we're both like big fans of Frederick effects out of the UK and mm-hmm. they have them down at Flipside music. Uh-huh. Um, cause we have the Dresden here and we also have the utility percolator. Yep. And so I was going to get the, uh, super unpleasant companion, which is the shinny type fuzz, you know, oh, like yeah. that octave fuzz, the the boss fc2 fc3 um the jhs supreme all those are kind of in that same circuit and i was like oh, the unpleasant companion just like built like a tank um i love that name too the unpleasant companion. <laughs> i think it might be the super unpleasant companion or something like that um so i was really hip to frederick effects and i went to check them out and i think i don't have my phone with me but i think it's the king of clone and this i should have done some more research on it because i did some research last week last week was a blur but the King of Clone, and you want to think, oh, it's a clone of a King of Tone, but it's not. I think it's a clone type circuit in there. Um, but what's cool about it is it's two clone type circuits in a single pedal that you can choose one or the other. And you know how precious pedal board space is. One of my favorite things is anytime you can get two of the same pedals into a singular enclosure that takes one loop and one power source. Yeah. So you get two. Yeah. So I love... Love that. So you could use, you know, how important the clone type circuit is to my lead gain staging. Yeah. I mean, it shapes everything at the end. Yeah. And the fact that there's two of them in there means you could like have different effects levels. So one or two others, you could have like, you know, uh, like just this one goes to 10 and then this one goes to 11, you yeah. know, like really kind of boost it up. You could, I don't know if in, in this instance as a shaper, if I'd use it as a, as a gainier type pedal, but you could, you know, Josh Scott, he uses his clone kind of, uh, at a higher gain setting and not as a shaper, it's kind of his overdrive pedal, right? Mm-hmm. So you could do that. But any, anyway, anytime I can find two pedals in one circuit that only takes one loop up and one, uh, power source, that is what I'm into. And actually I was going to go to Flipside today. I was actually out for a bike ride. I was like, Oh, I'm going to cruise down there and check this out. Yeah. Um, I haven't done it yet. I just got to still do some more research on it. Who am I kidding? I don't research anything. We just <laughs> go get it. <laughs> yeah. I will say if, uh, this, if you're looking for, uh, in-depth, uh, breakdowns of pedals, a lot of times it, we don't do that very often and t- until we're doing a deep dive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because one of the things that we love is the, uh, discovery for ourselves and, um, there's, I, I feel like there's something to that. It's, it's the experience of discovery, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and being able to discover something for yourself is I, I love. Yeah. It, also I, like, I don't feel comfortable. Like if we're going to, 
if we're like, Hey, can we try that pedal there? I mean, there's no question. It's not going to go home. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. that's insane. Um, but a lot of the shops cool, at least around here have that return policy. So you can bring them home, play them for a couple days. And if you do return it, which is very rare, you can just take it back and, but it's nice to try it on your own rig and see how it plays. Oh, right? definitely. Yeah. Um, but I love that discovery process and, and trying things out. So that's what I'm stoked about. I'm also very happy with my board right now. Um, the FZ2 is just sitting right there, sitting pretty. The one thing I still have to figure out is some quick way to change between like a um, kind of a edge of breakup tone to a lead tone. That's yeah. what I'm trying to figure out. Because my edge of breakup is the morning glory because it has the red remote that allows you to go from a light overdrive to a heavy overdrive mm -hmm. and then quickly change to a lead tone which is my gain stage of the fz3 the gladio and the um wildwood mjolnir which might actually be replaced by this king of clone if it's you know what it, we think it is what we think it is yeah uh the um you know i've been that's like one of the things that i deal with a lot because i have um i've got some pretty heavy pedals in my gain stage that I guess they're, they're not really a gain stage because I don't really start to stack too many of them. Like I'll stack, I mean, I, I stack the Tube Screamer with just about any of the other ones, but like I'm not running the Tube Screamer into the Big Muff into my Red Rider mm -hmm. distortion because it just... It's it, too much. Yeah, yeah, it's too much and it kills what's like if I do that, it ends up killing like the Big Muff or something like that. And um, so one of the solutions I have that I just have been too lazy to set up is the AB, like an ABY switch yeah. and have two separate loops that you swap between of like, so I'll have my tube screamer and then I go into an ABY switcher where on one side would be the big muff on the other side would be the red rider. And so I'm only using one at a time, but I can flip them on and off or switch back and forth with just the press of a, a single button. Yeah. That's a good shout. Especially if your tube screamer is always on. Yeah. Which right. I, it pretty much is unless I go completely clean, but then I'm usually not, then if I go into a gain stage, it's typically from clean to just tube screamer. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't typically go too much heavier than that. Yeah. There was a, um, I was in that zone for a while and I had a, there's a company called loop master and they would build custom looping pedals. Oh, right. So, you know, a lot of it was just single channel strips, uh, where you could just choose like one, one on and off kind of like my quartermaster, but the quartermaster's got the flip flop and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I had him build me a custom one. Mm-hmm. That was a, um, I'm trying to remember how it played. I think it was an A, B, right? So mm -hmm. you, could, you went into it and then you could choose either A channel or B channel. So that'd be like what you're talking about. Yeah. And then it had another one that was after that, that you could turn on and off. So I put modulation often in that one uh -huh. that I could turn on and off. And then an AB served almost like a two channel amp. Right? Yeah. It's kind of what you're looking for. Yeah. 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 So there's, I mean, there's a lot of custom loop builders out there that you can find you actually, I'll just send you home with that one after, after we get off the podcast and you can check it out. That sounds rad. Yeah. It's pretty rad. <laughs> yeah. Cause I've got like a, I don't remember who makes it, but I've got one, uh, and the issue for the longest time was that the patch cables that I had had kind of a fat back to them and the, the pedal itself, their inputs were so close to each other that I couldn't use it. And I just recently got some better, you know, patch cables that are oh, a, little, yeah, yeah. a little bit slimmer that'll fit in that spot better. And I just haven't like tried it, Yeah, yeah. but, um, no, that one actually sounds rad. Cause that's the other thing I want is I feel like I want to kind of have what you, your setup where your delay and reverb are just, uh, like one, one press switch to, away, right? Yeah. One foot yeah, switch yeah. away where right now mine are two, two of them. 
So I either got to like double foot it the, with the sideways. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You do the two pedals yeah, at once yeah, yeah. or, uh, yeah, or you're doing the, the two feet at a time where you stand on your heels and you try to hit with both of them with your toes. <laughs> that was like one of my favorite things. Uh, Zach was great at it. Zach, friend of the club. Also yeah, he, the guitarist and songwriter for Vince's old bands. Sleeping Weather. Just Sleeping Weather, right? Because then... Well, he played he played guitars in, in the band that we did before that okay, as well. Okay, but Sleeping um, Weather is the one I know him from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he, he, um, he would talk about it sometimes where he was, he was like, you know, going from this part to this part, he goes, it sucks because he's got to turn like off this pedal and both of these ones have to go on at the same time and you'd see him do double foot, yeah. <laughs> it like switches and it was hysterical because he's also like, he's playing guitar and singing while doing that and I was always... Uh, impressive to me. Yeah, that, that's impressive, but I'll, but that's what loopers are designed for, and they're not yeah. crazy cost prohibitive. No, and um, and you know, I think you know, I mean, it's punk now, rock band. Yeah, that, that that was the thing is we were, I mean, much younger than in our you know early twenties, and we were poor punk rock kids, and we had money for pedals and guitars Perkins. and amps and not for, <laughs> for sure. Right. Yeah. There was like, a, yeah, there was just like, Oh, this not this, for a looper. <laughs> this looper is going to be whatever. I mean, I don't know how much one of those loop master loopers is like $29, but that is a big meal at Taco Bell. When you're <laughs> oh, on the road. oh yeah. Big, big time. Meal, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, but yeah, the looper is a good shout, um, for sure. Uh, be interested to see how that kind of plays out uh, on your board. Uh, especially um, when we get our new boards, which can't speak of just yet because they're still being made, but I think it'll be pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's get into it right now. Uh, I think we've covered our pedal stoke. I mean, those are both great shouts. I'm excited to see this farm phaser, but we're going to do a deep dive into the J Mascus signature big muff. And yeah. the two things I know about it are one, Vince treated himself for his birthday and got that <laughs> yep. right. Pretty much. Maybe I know three things about it. Two, it is supposedly kind of an exact replica of Jay Mask's, Mascus' favorite big muff uh, that he used. I mean, Jay Mascus is big muff. Um, yeah. But it's apparently a lot more clear. There's a more clarity to it. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Um, and three, I think there was a limited run of them, at least the first batch. And then the second batch, I'm not sure if they're in production or what the story is, but they weren't crazy expensive. No. Yeah. And that was the reason I was really pumped on it. Cause you had mentioned that, um, we missed the first, uh, batch first batch, yep. whatever it was. And then second one was, you said you jumped on the second one and I was like, you know, I don't know why. Cause I don't have a, a big muff right. clone. I I'd played the swollen pickle. Oh, that's Cause right, that's right. I had borrowed the swollen pickle and had, it, I didn't have a an actual big muff, and I, that's I think my favorite fuzz tone. Yeah, it's, it sounded. I was up just just now, just chasing a mouse, trying to find this mouse that our cat brought in, and I was like, that guitar sounds massive, <laughs> yeah. massive. And we're playing it through my rig, which is a Princeton and a Vox AC4, so two very small amps, and mm -hmm. it sounded huge. Yeah. So I'm gonna let Vince take it here because this is new to him. Um, I. I haven't messed with it too, too much, but that's what I know. Vince, yeah. take it away. But I mean, tell basically us, tell, tell us how you're using it. So what you're using it for and what guitars and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what's funny, I like, I, I tend to just swap between the, uh, silver sky and my custom 24. So yep. humbuckers and single coils, and it's kind of just how, whatever I'm feeling. And I don't know why. Um, I've also tuned my silver sky to E flat. Oh, interesting. I have stepped down just yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan style. Yeah. And, and just for a different flavor too. Cause yep. I'm like mixing it up and I won't, I won't necessarily 
always play different things, but I'll play the same things and it sounds a little bit different. And that's what I like about kind of that going from single coils to, um, the humbuckers. But, uh, yeah, so I'm pretty much just playing it through, I'll play it through either one of those. I actually really, really like how it sounds through single coils. Okay. Um, I don't, for whatever reason, I don't know. No. Um, but I'm, I dig the single coil through that fuzz and, um, well, like, I'm thinking like if you dig the single coil, like if it is, if there is more clarity to that is a big muff. Yeah. I mean, the single coils offer that clarity to yeah. you, right? Yeah. And, and maybe, so and maybe that's a lot why. of complex chords. Too. Yeah. And maybe that's why. And, um, and like we mentioned earlier, I actually have it second in my chain through. So tube screamer into that big muffin. Um, I have the sustain dimed as high as it'll go. Uh, I think my volume's about halfway up like turned up and then taste yeah and then my tone is um around three o'clock so almost all the way up and i think if i played it um and the other thing that i add to that is my the tone on my tube screamer is usually turned up pretty high because i i like the the higher end to kind of come through um with my tube screamer Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. it pushes that high end into my other dry gain stages yep and i end up getting like a, a higher tone out of it and so that's kind of the way I've been playing it and it sounds rad. Yeah. And I love that there's no, uh, fuzz knob on this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'd mentioned it to you when you got it is like, you don't choose how much fuzz you have. Jay Maskus chooses how much fuzz you have. Yeah. And it's sustain. Sustain (laughs) kind of plays that game for you a little bit too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, I, that's what those things are. And then they, those things just cry out sustain. I mean, they just, they last forever if you hold a note, right? Yeah, that's the other thing I really like about it. It's yeah, a, yeah. The, the, the sustained dime, you can just, oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> nice. I wish I could get it out of every drive pedal. Yeah, it's also a cool graphic package too on it. I dig the look of it. Yeah. You know, the uh, white with the uh, purple. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were just jamming it now into the Gladio and then the Milner because we just threw it on my board. Mm-hmm. And man, it sounds great. And the thing we don't, we haven't really done is a comparison with other big muffs. Cause we That's have true. a couple big muffs, you yeah. know, but for a hundred and whatever, 30 bucks or whatever it is, it's a great, great pedal. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, any other notes, news or notes about it that you're digging on it? I mean, not a ton. It's, it's, it's a simple pedal, Super but simple, it's, right? uh, I, but yeah, it's a huge sound. And that's the other thing I love about it too. Um, yeah, I wonder if it is a limited edition. We'd have to look into that. Um, but for Big Muffs, it's a great pedal, man. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you've come to the wrong place if you want us to critique it and suggest other <laughs> pedals because yeah. it's awesome. Um, well, cool, man. Uh, we will get uh, into any news that you've kind of seen. Oh, yeah. You had some news. Oh, I had some news. Yeah, so yeah. we mentioned this a while ago, and it was like a teaser because the MXR had there was a post on reverb that of like an MXR and analog man collab, right? Collab. Right. And it was, uh, and then it got taken down. So it was like, was this a joke? Was this a teaser? Like, was this some sort of corporate espionage? Yeah. Something was happening. Right. And we're like, I don't know if that's real, but it, it came out the yep. Duke of tone, the Duke of tone. It's down. Uh, I've seen, I've seen it out in the wild now for a week or so. A yeah. Weeks. Uh, we've seen it at, um, flip side. Yeah. They're carrying it. I think all the local dealers, um, which is a cool thing. Cause you know, I don't think it's a, 
it's not a it's not a king of tone. It's a prince of tone. Yeah, right? yeah. And it's just cool. It's it's a smaller box. It's going to be in you know MXR is able to scale way up and make just tons and tons of of pedals. So it'll be you know ubiquitous. It'll be out in the wild. You know, it's it's hard to get a hold of a prince of tone. Yeah. And also, I like when like those kind of licensed collaborations happen. Yeah. You know, where maybe Analog Man doesn't have the ability to scale to that level. Sure. But people want to play those circuits, right? Yeah. So I think that's really cool. Uh, we should get a copy of one and no, definitely. check it out. And with them being, you know, able, them able to produce them, like produce more of them and they're in a, a small yeah, enclosure yeah. too, um, it ends up being not like, I don't know if the enclosure comes into play for price when places sell them. But when I looked at the price, I think that one was along the same lines as the, uh, that the big muff. Oh, right. Like a hundred bucks, something 130, like that. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Might, might've been a little bit more one, yeah. 150, 160, but like very like reasonable. reasonable yeah. yeah. Something that you could pick up at MSRP and be like, yeah, now yeah, I have a, yeah. Now I have a print of tone on my board. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that, that's one thing I was, I mean, that's the thing I saw that I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Um, also shout out to, I mean, we have some prints of tones we've played them and that is a great overdrive. Yeah. You know, it works in three modes. It has the the boost mode, the distortion mode, and the overdrive mode. Yeah. And I love that overdrive. Yeah. That Prince of Tone just is like a good rhythm song. Mm -hmm. It sounds killer. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's awesome. And then I'm trying to think other um, news. This is kind of not pedal related, so I'm going to make it quick. But I'm really personally very into American Vintage reissue fenders. Um, even though I have a blood oath with Les Pauls, I've always wanted a Strat, uh, Olympic white Strat with the mint pickguard. I just dig those freaking guitars. And then, so I've been looking at AVRI stuff and they're so expensive. Well, Fender just re-released re the American Vintage Reissue Reissue, I think <laughs> yeah. is the way to look at it. So uh, we saw them up at Wildwood, which is our local guitar shop. And they've got two of those Olympic whites or they had yesterday, but you know, they're gone. I'm sure. Um, but that's cool news that the AVRIs are back up there. So you get the nitrocellulose finish. I think you have a modern fretboard radius. Um, they look really super, super cool. Um, you know, basses, telecasters, jazz masters, and strats, I think mm. are kind of in there. So that's pretty sweet, right? Oh, absolutely. You was, know, was it, was that Vince? No, go ahead. No, I was going to ask, I was thinking of strats and I was AVRIs and I was like, Oh, have you been to Moncton recently? No. Okay. So yeah, anyways, Moncton's one of our local shops. What's up, Vince? What do you got? No, no, I was going to say, I think uh, like I'm, I really have been digging like the jazz master look a lot recently. Offset stuff. Yeah. Well, and I, I think we talked about that last time we were at uh flip side. I was like, dude, I've been digging offset for whatever reason. Um, and I was looking at the, uh, G and L offsets cause oh, yeah. they, they're super rad. And, um, and also like the, the fender, jazz masters uh, the rhythm circuit that they have that bypasses like all of the tone type stuff um when i played my buddy's jazz master like i went into that rhythm circuit and i was like i love this tone so much i was like i probably would never leave this like if it if i didn't have any controls except a single volume and just had the rhythm circuit i'd be really per yeah it'd be perfect i don't know yeah i don't know what it does I, or like it, it just bypasses the tone stack i don't know right? if it bypasses it or if it like changes it as well hmm. but like it sounded different and it was rad and yeah. i loved it and so like i don't think the gnl offset has that but like that, that that's like one of the things i was into recently yeah, yeah i got you um, yeah i mean i think that is it for current um pedal news there's a lot of releases i mean yeah prs I just released pedals 
um, Thorpey just teamed up with Victory and released some pedals. Um, oh, did they? Yeah. So Victory amps. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's giving you it. It's 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 interesting. So I think they're are they, each pedal matches to the amps over like gain stage. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. I was like, it's, it's, it's their gain stage. They're releasing like their gain stage pedals, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which I think is cool. Yeah. So like if you have a pedal platform and maybe you can't get a victory amp, it's like cost prohibitive or something, or maybe you just want that victory flavor in your board so you can still get, you know, the Kraken, you can get, um, copper, the sheriff. And I forgot the other one, but I think that's really cool that they teamed up with Thorpey to make these so you can get that gain structure in your board, which I think is yeah. super rad. Plus Thorby pedals are rad. <laughs> Plus Thorby pedals are, oh, which speaking of, I was just at um, the local guitar center last night and they've got a Dane for sale um, used. I was almost going to pick that up because we have the heavy water and uh-huh. that is a killer boost. Yeah. And anytime you can find a Thorby, you know, kind of off the shelf, I was, especially it's hard to find them here locally. Um, yeah. I don't think Flipside carries them. But I was like into that. Yeah. Pedals are so dope. They're so cool. Yeah. I want a boneyard real bad. (laughs) I think they're all like $4,000 now because there's only like seven of them. (laughs) Every, every show has been talking about them. Yeah. But um, yeah, that I think is wrapping it up for this episode. Vince, anything else you want to uh, throw out there? Uh, no, no, I mean, nothing. Get you, get you a looper, get you on the new board. Yeah. We'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to try some loopers and get, uh, new board set up right on man so uh that is it for this episode of the official effects pedal fan club uh podcast you can find us at effects pedal fan club uh as you know if you've been following us on instagram there's a lot of new members of the club so if you see welcome to the club make sure to follow those those players um you can always call the hotline 1-609-800-FANS and leave a message and we'll get you on the podcast And I think that's it for now, right, Vince? That's right. So until next time, go get that pedal. Take care.